A lot of times I'll talk to entrepreneurs and they're like, I got A, B, and C. I don't, I'm stuck. I don't know which one. When in reality, they want all three. Because you want both. You still want to be practicing. And then there's also the opportunity to build the team and impact more people. But the, the, the thing is, sometimes you have to walk down the path to figure out if it's the right path or not. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. Don't forget to join me every Monday for my weekly mindset alignment call. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up. Today, I'm excited to talk to Ryan Kennedy. Ryan was on, I was a guest on his podcast a few weeks ago. He works with a lot of amazing people. He works with people with beards. He works with people in real estate. He's based in San Diego, so he's getting better Mexican food than I am in Austin, Texas, he's with a background in clinical nutrition. He also focuses on functional medicine, naturopathic medicine. He's engaged, uh, surfs, mountain bikes, spearfishes, I think you said. Did you say spearfishing? I did, yeah. Spearfishing. Um, you got a nice tan going, so that's good. I can see you've been outside. Ryan, good to talk to you today, man. Thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah, yeah. So, so what should we talk about today? How can I help? Well, I think you're uniquely qualified to help me with a potential transition I've been contemplating in my business. So as you mentioned, I'm in health and wellness, and the primary component of my business is my private practice, where I consult with people one-on-one, -on -one, and I'm the only practitioner. And so I've grown to a point where I've got enough patients that I'm starting to think, okay, I either need to start a wait list or... Uh, hire another practitioner or a coach that can work alongside me okay. to offload some of my uh, my business to because I can only handle so many people. There's only so many hours in the day. And the thing I'm struggling with, Jason, is that I love what I do. I love working with people. I don't love uh, managing people and managing employees and have had mixed experiences in the past. And I like, you know, everyone thinks they can do certain things a certain way. And I'm always concerned of you know, especially in the field that I'm in, of mm -hmm. uh, someone giving out a recommendation I wouldn't have and a patient having a not so great reaction to it. And then I'm liable because they're, you know, under my, my uh, umbrella of my practice. And I've also talked with other uh, friends of mine in the space who have grown their businesses in the health and wellness field and hired on a bunch of coaches and have grown, you know, their, their business. And, and now they're like, Ryan, I'm jealous of you because uh, I spent all my day putting out fires and being the CEO. I don't actually work with people and do what I got into this industry for. Okay. And so I'm at this turning point where I'm working to figure out and get aligned with what I want uh, day to day and how that would look and how to have the biggest impact without okay. increasing my stress and all these things I'm sure you dealt with, Jason, as you were growing your business. <laughs> so it. I thought it'd be a perfect thing for us to dive into. Okay. Yeah. I understand completely what you're saying. I've been there. So so thank you, Ryan, for sharing your situation. Like what specifically is your question that or that I can help with? Like where should we go about that? What questions or self-analysis would you recommend for discovering what path A or B I should take, whether I keep doing what I'm doing, increase prices, continue to be the sole practitioner or hire on other coaches? What what would the process look like to um, discover kind of self-discovery process? Okay, that's a good question. I, w I like to simplify this, you know, 
And and I asked myself the same question. If you look at my past, when I when I started getting more clients than I can handle, I was like, do I put out a little rel velvet rope and crank the prices, or do I get a team, right? And of yeah. course, cranking the prices and the velvet rope would have probably been the easier path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I like. I like simplicity, Jason. Simplicity. So let me ask you, what do you want to do? I'm torn. I, I, I see the benefits of both avenues. I have a deep desire as part of my mission and, and purpose and passion in life to mm-hmm. help more people. And working as a sole practitioner one-on-one, there's a limited number of individuals whose lives I can touch. But on the flip side, I like a low stress, uh, simple day to day where, you know, I get on calls and talk to awesome people about a a topic I'm very passionate about. So uh, to answer your question, I don't don't know. I don't know what I want to do. That's why we're here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you like the simplicity. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily want to build this big thing that's a pain in the butt to manage. Mm Mm-hmm. Although at the same time, you want to expand your impact. That's right. Okay. Sounds familiar. I, I, I think there could be some uh, preconceived notions and limiting beliefs around building this big thing that it is a pain in the ass. I don't think it has to be. And I recognize that. Yeah. But I think it could be. Well, yes. Right. You know, when, because if you haven't done it before, you're basically pulling in what your brain has been conditioned to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my God, you gotta, you gotta hire, you gotta train, you gotta do employee manual. So you can just, it could just seem like a headache, especially when that's not your specialty. Like my specialty is not that stuff. That's right. Um, and and one thing we can also do is we can we can define how a process is going to be. The reason we can define the experience is because our experience of the process is our beliefs about the experience. And your beliefs about the experience right now are your socially conditioned beliefs based on the number of decades you've been alive. But that doesn't necessarily that mean that's actually what's going to happen. So, so one thing I was pointing out is that you could, if you decided to, to expand it, you could say, I'm only going to do it in a low-stress, simple way. And just simply remove the option of it being chaos. Right? Also... In, in a medical practitioner, there's like, are they saying what I would do? I, I've got coaches on my team, right? Yeah. Are they saying what I would say all the time? No, they're different people, right? Yeah. So there are processes in place that you can cover yourself legally, right? So that's just a process so that you're not legally in trouble. And then part of it's your also your point of view. Like you want your right way, your way is the right way, which is, this is a very, very close to home conversation, right? Because I was the same thing. It's like, I'm coaching. I discovered this frame shifting process and trying to teach everybody how to do that is I don't even know how I do it. So teaching it has been hard. One thing I've learned from my experience in coaching is that success in coaching is a combination between me and the client, the coach and the client, just like success with health transformations or, or vitality is a combination of you and the client. And at the end of the day, you could give, show up hundred percent and they don't take any action. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes what, what I've found is that we don't get the coach or the resource we want. We get the coach or the resource we need. 
right? Like my mm-hmm. very first coach I hired, I had to fire. Like it was, and it was really hard for me. This was the very first Tony Robbins coach I hired in 2010, had this amazing intro, intro session, got my coaching call, had three coaching calls. And she's telling me to like, go listen to personal power, you know, disc three part two. I'm like, no, tell me how, you know, so out of alignment. And, and I basically had to go back to sales and say, Tony Robbins, this coach I'm paying for is not good. It doesn't work. Yeah. But in that process was me learning to stand up for myself. Right. Then the coach I got was the coach that led me to coaching as a co-professional coach today. So the point of you, I was just sharing right there is that there are some people that are going to connect with you and there's some people that are going to connect with other people. And while I have 10 coaches on my team and I'd love them to all to coach like me, the coaches, the clients getting the experience, they are a match to. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense. And I suppose my, my question is not exactly so much of, uh, Jason explain to me how to build this business. So it was successful. My question is more, so let's imagine both routes are a great success. Yeah. How would I determine from where I'm at today, which route I'd be happier or wanting to take? Uh, Great question. And the reason I went on this tangent is I'm trying to knock out some of the reasons that going bigger would, you're getting a no from, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this question a different way. You've got solo, you've got team. If success was guaranteed, which way would you go? Like success was guaranteed and you couldn't fail. Which way would you go? How are you defining success? I would say you're, the business is growing. You're making more money. You are spreading your impact and it's low stress and it's simple day to day. Team. Yeah, team. Okay. And, and I, and that's, a, there's a reason I use that question. And a lot of times I'll talk to entrepreneurs and they're like, I got A, B, and C. I don't, I'm stuck. I don't know which one. When in reality they want all three. Because you want both. You still want to be practicing. And then there's also the opportunity to build the team and impact more people. But mm-hmm. the, the, the thing is, sometimes you have to walk down the path to figure out if it's the right path or not. Yeah. You also can leverage resources to do the things you don't know how to do. When I, like this was in end of 2000. 2020, September, 2020, I was on the bigger pockets podcast and I was just Jason Drees with Jason Drees coaching and it was just me. And then literally I'd done, been doing like five or six intro coaching sessions a month. And by August I had like 65 one-on-one clients. And then in the next month after the podcast, there was like 192 intro sessions booked in 192, 30 minute calls. Wow. So I started grabbing people, coaches, people, and we just started jumped in there. And I literally went from me to like five people in 40 days with a payroll system, with a coaching system and all of that. We continued to expand with my first group coaching program. At the end of the year, it kept expanding. And I knew that my ego also wanted to expand too, because I, I probably wouldn't sit still if it was just me coaching. I knew that was the direction I was going to go. I knew that was the way. And I had no idea how to hire. I had no idea how to interview. I had no idea how to do payroll. I literally only knew how to coach because I'm just a, not an operations person at all. And I found one of my clients is an amazing integrator and I still use them today. So like half of my operational team is technically a third party vendor that runs that. So I brought them in. They look at all this chaos. I'm like, I don't know what to do. They look at this. He looks at this and goes, oh, boom, 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 done. 
interviews me, creates standard operating procedures, documentation, blah, 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 blah. So the point is you can leverage resources to do that. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because I wanted to give you a little mentoring of someone who's been that direction mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, you get to choose, but like some of these problems, they're, they're solvable when you think about going the team direction. And what led you to going the team direction versus going a group direction of saying, hey, rather than taking all these 190 people on one-on-one, which I can't do, how about I just start a group and still provide the same systems and strategies and coaching in a group setting? Yeah. So for me, a big driver for me is money. Um, Because, you know, this decision came when I was, you know, I've got four boys you know, I'm full was with a few years ago, I was like 46. I didn't have any savings. And I'm like, if we want to have a decent life, I have to make a lot of money. Now I could have done that. So that was a part of it. Cause what I'm really after is freedom, right? Freedom. So the money is really my gateway to freedom and, and exploration of life. However I want that's, that's the mechanism. So when I'm looking at it there, part of it is I eventually don't want to be the product anymore. Cause right now, and, and right now I am the main problem, just like you are the product. Right. Yeah. You're the yeah, product. Yeah. So, so off, you can offload that with group programs, group coaching and stuff like that. But part of the reason was I wanted to expand impact. I wanted to have a team. I, I didn't want to work by myself. I wanted more people. I wanted the camaraderie of coaching mm. and I wanted to make a big impact. And I was so, and I almost feel that the alignment coaching methodology that I've created is so much better than results-based coaching that I wanted to spread. I want it to take over. I want the methodology. So it's almost like what I've discovered. I believe that knowledge. It's my job to share it. That's also part of it. Mm. Mm. And looking at where you're at now versus where you were then, what would you have done differently? I don't know. It's hard to say from that point. You know, we got us here. I probably would have learned to manage money a little bit better. <laughs> probably. There's always the ability to manage money a little bit better. I probably would have um, leaned into social media more. Social media in the past has been like a love-hate thing for me. So, um, and probably get better at marketing, you know? I don't really, mm-hmm. that's a good question. But for the for me, that the question of going solo or that route was a question that came up and I was answered in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to clients who've, created a an amazing lifestyle because that's my perception you've created a community you've created income you've created friends you've created clients that you love is that if if a person stays comfortable too long they'll start declining because life is about growth and expansion now just you know we've we've talked a handful of times and i just i'm my intuition is telling me that if you stay here long enough, you may get bored, right? Mm. Um, because, and I've also worked with investors who've sold companies and they've made lots of money and then then they're sitting there two years later and they're on the beach in Maui and doing yoga and now they're bored again and they're starting to get depressed because part of life is growth and expansion. So the next, and 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 you you could also decide when you do, I'm gonna build a team next year. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna find an amazing resource who does it all for me. You could do that as well. Um, you can also test it out too. My but my biggest recommendation to you is to listen to your gut. 
Like, what does your gut say about what direction? My gut says, keep it chill, dude. My gut says, keep really? it low stress. And and I think one of the, may, maybe one of the differences from where you were at then versus where I'm at now, I guess yeah. there's two main differences I've, I've gleaned from your story. Mm-hmm. One is that uh, I'm not as money motivated. Mm-hmm. I'm 29 and my horizontal income far exceeds my current expenses and, nice. um, you know, been reinvesting mm-hmm. for the last eight years to a point where, cool. uh, I'm, I'm okay on the financial piece okay. and, and, you know, so that's one piece. The other piece is I don't have this big tsunami wave of leads, yeah. you know, at least not right now, hopefully God <laughs> willing they come, but, yeah. but right now it's still trickling in, in a way that's manageable in a way that's, you know, sustainable. So mm-hmm. I don't have this forcing function like you had Jason, where yeah. like, all right, I got to do something here. Yeah. It's it's make or break. So let's get after it. I think if I had, you know, hopefully maybe you could give me on bigger pockets, dude, and <laughs> create that forcing function where I got 200 people knocking on my door and I'm like, all right, it's time. Um, so that's another thing where I'm, I'm the, the beautiful thing about that is I'm in a kind of chill spot where I don't have to make a move one way or another tomorrow or next week. Yeah. But that's also keeping me more in this decision-making phase. Um, so I, I guess those are two things that maybe will build some context for you to. Yeah. It's a different spot than I was in. Yeah. Do, yeah. Now, how long have you been thinking about this decision? Uh, seriously, six months, lightly last year, year two. Uh, it wasn't until towards the end of last year that my capacity was even close to full. So I didn't really have, I'm more of a guy that's, Hey, let's focus on the income generating activities that are right in front of you. Let's not focus on building out a team and doing this stuff when I just need, you know, more patience in the door. Mm-hmm. But I would say 12 months ago, uh, it started to get closer end of last year. I was like, okay, it's getting close. And now within the last six months, it's been like, okay, I need to do something. Are you in, how are you feeling about this process of deciding where to go? It feels heavy. It feels heavy because to your point, I could try it, but I, I'm not one to dabble Mm -hmm. and it almost seems, uh, not wise to be hiring people, providing opportunities for them, uh, you know, positioning them with, you know, new, new patients and, and customers in my business and then pulling the rip cord and saying, nope, not, not for me. I, I, I don't want to half commit, if that makes sense. Sure. I don't want to just say this is a trial period because it's other people are involved. So it's mm-hmm. not just like a personal experimentation. Uh, and then it's also, even though it can be undone, I'd be investing a lot of time, energy, and effort into building this. So I want to be somewhat sure uh, of the direction opposed to just saying, ah, let me dabble and see if I like, cause I, I, so I have a small team. It's not, even though I'm the only practitioner, I do have a full-time assistant editor, other people on, <clears throat> you know, in the business that are doing a lot of the back end things for me, okay. uh, different admin, email marketing, social media, things like that. Mm-hmm. And my experience working with those people has been, uh, I'll say decent, Jason, it hasn't been stellar, okay. uh, that as far as my enjoyment of it, I mean, sure. um, trying to motivate them and, you know, asking for things to be done a certain way and they don't get done that way. And then I have to, you know, end up doing some level of fixing on that piece and the communication aspect. Um, I don't enjoy it the same way I enjoy working with patients. Okay. Yeah. I don't like running the business is my least favorite part. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my thought process. Uh, I, I share a similar, you know, personality there. And so I'm like, well, then if I'm not trying to grow to, you know, some eight figure revenue business, that's not really the goal here. That's not the desired outcome. Yeah. I'd much rather stay where I'm at, where I'm very, very happy and grateful for my, you know, income, which is, let's just say more than enough okay. uh, abundance for me. Okay. And keep it low stress, man. I like to optimize my life for no stress. I practice what I preach, Jason. So yeah. I don't want to be like waking up at 2 a.m. worrying about this or that or having to sacrifice, you know, my fitness or my nutrition or my other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, high priorities in my life mm-hmm. uh, because now I'm packing on this growth component to, you know, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Sounds like you're pretty clear on what you want. I, I, I you know, I go back and forth every day, dude. So it's, (laughs) you would think so. You would think I'm siding one way or another, which just seems obvious, but which way I'm siding. But at the same token, uh, as I continue to grow more and more, I I re reevaluate and reconsider. It's like, Oh, I just signed on two more people last week. Oh, I got three more intro calls this week. Oh, I'm going to be giving a presentation to 150 people next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that going to create as far as new patient volume? Yeah. And looking at my current load of 95 one-on-one patients and thinking, how many more could I realistically take on before I say, this is too much? Yeah. And I am digging into those life personal priorities that I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not that far from kind of after another five or 10 people saying, hey, I got to, I got to, put a wait list or, or stop, you know, just onboarding people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I keep reconsidering, even though I'm siding in my mind is like, yeah, let's just keep things rolling, dude. This is great. <clears throat> I'm like, well, shit, man, there's also some things coming up that may make it a little different. Yes. And I, and, and I can hear that. And I can, I can, I love the, the, the clarity and alignment where you're at. It's awesome. At the same time at 29, I'm like, Oh, you got, an, you got another growth phase coming. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, so, so ride that current wave. Yeah. But at some point you're, you're going to have to paddle out to a new wave. Right. And from a mindset perspective, you know, the way we can think about this is, is that, you know, I think we talked a little bit on the other podcast, but basically the the thoughts you think come from your mindset. Your mindset, the thoughts you think come from the frequency of you, which I, which is, which I call it your frame, like the vibrational frequency of your consciousness. Like for example, you know, your body's made of energy. It's pure atoms. It, you could, you, those atoms could be in a happy energy and have a happy mindset and a happy thoughts could be in a sad frequency, a sad mindset, sad thoughts right now. You are in a mindset that doesn't know the answer right? Doesn't know the answer. And you've been in that space. You said six months, maybe 12 months from right now. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a very normal process for your brain to try to think of the solution. And today I coached you from a results point of view at the beginning of the call to try to mitigate some of the downsides of these directions. Cause my intuition's telling me that eventually you're going to go bigger that right or wrong. That's what my intuition's saying whether that's right now or not, you know? Um, so that's why I was like, well, let's remove some of the risk of going that way and see if it changes and it doesn't. So, so basically to get the answer, isn't to think of the answer. It's to move into the version of you that knows the answer. Kind of like you, you lose your, you you can't find your car keys and you're and, and, and you know, your fiance is in the car waiting for you. And then you're basically going where you're running around the house going, 
I know where the keys are, right? I know where they are. I know what is what you're saying. I know where they are. You're not running around the house saying, I don't know where they are. So this is one of the frame shifting tools. So it's almost like, can you get a sense of a version of you in the future that knows the answer? Hmm. Well, the, the challenge here is it's not black and white, right? I don't think there's a yes, no answer per se. It's like this could work in these ways and be great in these ways and have these downsides. This could work in these ways and be great in other ways and have other downsides. So, right, it's not like a, a, a distinct, you know, line in the sand where it's like this was freaking awful. This was freaking great. I think they could both be great, right? And I don't know what the version of me in three years is going to – five years or whatever – it's going to look back at and say, man, I'm so happy I did this or versus that. So let's, let me back up a little bit. Okay. So, um, the way we actually frame shift is the tool that I discovered to basically help us put our freak frequency in the version of us that knows what to do. Okay. And, and we frame shift all the time. We do it naturally all the time. A lot of times we do it in a negative way where we're driving in the car you maybe heard a song from 10 years ago and you remember you did something stupid and you felt bad, right? Like we have a trigger there. So that, that like lowers that frame. So the process of frame shifting is focusing on a version of you that's at a higher or different frequency, right? So let me ask this question again. And, and what we're actually looking for with, by sensing the, the future version, we're not trying to get the answer out of it yet. We're simply sensing the presence of that frame of that frequency. So just notice, can you get a sense of a version of you in the future next week, next year, 10 years? Can you get a sense of a ver can you sense the presence of a version of you in the future that understands frame shifting more than you do right now? Yes. Okay. So do you notice Okay, so can you do you get any direction on that? Is it front, right, left, up or down? Mm, maybe front. Okay. Hard to say. Okay. Okay. Because when, when I do this, the interesting thing about this exercise is a lot of times it shows up as like, it's like the presence of someone else in the room. And that's why I asked that question. And, and while we're switching, what I believe we're actually shifting frequencies of our consciousness. Um, I think the physical space gives our brain a way to, to, to make sense of it. So, and, and another way I can describe this is, it's almost like the multiverse, like that Spider-Man movie, like there's all these different versions. Now, I, I know this sounds like crazy and ridiculous, but if I hadn't validated this process so many times over the past three years, I wouldn't believe it either. So the way, so we know right now from your current version, you're not sure what the answer is. You want the answer. Your, you, your intuition saying this, your brain's, so right now this version doesn't have enough information to have a clear answer at this point for your needs. Like the way you operate, it's not clear enough. Yeah. So there's a version of you in the future that does. So, so let's, let, let me ask it a different way that's more clear than the last time I asked it. Can you sense the presence of the version of you in the future that has decided which direction to go? Not really, man. Okay. It's hard for me to like feel present presently in my body. It's hard for me to feel this thing you're describing of my future self. Okay. Uh, I'm having, I'm having some challenges. Okay. It's new, right? It's something new. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do, do you want to this exercise to work? Of course I do. Okay. I, I'm all game for it, dude. Okay. 
Yeah. And so, sometimes, sometimes the first conversation works, sometimes it's the second one. But can you sense the, can you sense the presence of a version of you who understands what I'm talking about more than you do right now? Yeah. Okay. Just notice, no, put a little bit of your attention on that one. Not all of it, just a little bit. And can you sense a version of you, the presence of a version of you that understands what I'm talking about and has lived using those tools for five years? Yes. And can you sense the version of you who understands it's possible for other people to sense ver future versions of them that know the answer? Yeah. Okay. Can you sense the version of you that knows if other people can do it, you can do it too? Of course, yes. Okay. Can you get a sense of the version of you in the future that knows which direction to go and has made the decision? Yes. Okay. So right now, just keep your attention on that. Almost like it's just the presence alone. And this is one of the best tools I've ever found to create ideas. Because we're basically focusing on an elevated frequency of us that has the answer. So are you starting to feel any differently with your attention, with the awareness of that frame in your body? Yeah, I am. How would you describe it? Excitement. Mm -hmm. And how physically, how are you feeling in your body? In my chest. Okay. Are you feeling lighter or more positive? Like feeling lighter? About the same. Okay. Yeah, about, it was pretty light before. Okay. You were pretty light. And because the indications of a frame shift is like a frequency shift is a change in positive, positive or negative emotions. If you go up, you'll feel positive. If you go down, you'll feel negative. Um, you'll have a, more confidence as you go to a higher frame. You'll have more doubt if you go to an old frame. And then there's also some people feel lighter in their body. Some people feel heavier. Hmm. So the thing we want to understand is that that answer exists. You are going to get that answer. And just notice right now how much certainty there is that you're going to figure that out. Right? Can, can you sense that? I, I, I can. I can feel that. Because what that allows you to do is to be in alignment with the version of you that will think the thought. So it's almost like the life, we have this law, of, we live in an attraction-based universe. We have law of attraction. There was that book called The Secret. Remember the movie, The Secret? I don't know if you read that one. And I read yeah. the whole book and they never told me what the secret was. I was like, <laughs> but basically people think the law of attraction is like meditate and then Amazon shows up with prizes, right? No, it's, it doesn't work that way. The law of attraction starts with your frequency, a clear frequency which, and I'll define clear frequency is it's 100% certain. That 100% certain frame then starts to generate new thoughts, new thoughts and ideas, which generates the new mindset, which generates the new action, which then generates the reality. So all you have to do to get clarity on that, because you now you can continue trying to analyze it in your head, and you're probably going to do that anyway, because it's hard to stop doing that. But what I would encourage you to do is like once and I, for the next three days is I would take two more times today and just get a sense of that version of you that knows the answer that has made the decision and put your attention on it for 60 seconds. 
and then do it again. And what happens is you'll start to have a different thought pattern from that. And then we're starting, what usually, the when this doesn't work is people are, they frame shift and they try to get the answer too fast. The answer will pop up either instantly next week or next year. But that's how do you, how you utilize frame shifting to make decisions. I love it. What if I'm sensing two two different future frames? Okay. All right. Do you know what they do you know what they are or you're just are they are they separate or are they stacked on top of each other? Separate. Okay. As I as I work through this exercise that you're you're doing here, mm-hmm. I sense a future version that is you know achieving this you know success with the growth that you're describing Mm -hmm. very you know as far as like monetary impact all the things right Mm -hmm. but i'm also sensing that like stress and and overwhelm component and and i think that could just be past conditioning right uh creeping into that this 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 activity that we're doing Mm -hmm. but i'm sensing that on one one end and then on the other end, I'm sensing just a really laid back, relaxed lifestyle. I'm kind of currently living, but to your point, a little bit bored. Okay. Like I've just, you know, not, not challenging myself enough. Okay. So I'm, I'm seeing yeah. both kind of situations. Okay. Awesome. That's great awareness. Can you get a sense of the version of you that knows what to do with this? Yeah, I think I think we we got to go for Plan C, Jason. <laughs> well, <laughs> completely different route. Well, well, okay, really? What's Plan C? Do you know well, what it is? I think no, I don't know what it is. That's what I'm saying. Is okay. uh, I think there's another way of doing this than growing a big team and having a big operation, and then there's another way of doing this that's also not sole, solely me, and I don't know what that is. Okay, but I think there's I think there's a I think there's opportunities for where I'm at and where I want to go yeah. that I'm not I'm not seeing yet. Perfect. So my point was, is just to keep, because when it leads you to a question and you don't have the answer, go to the frame that has the answer. Okay. And because basically you can, you can take direction in the known, right? You can buy 100 clients. I want to go to 150. Like you know what the plan is. You could map it back. Right. But what we're going into is we're going into the unknown. That's right. And in the unknown, you can't map 12 months backwards because the unknown 12 months backwards will be your conditioned mindset, right? Mm. So we re- when we start going in the unknown, we can literally do an action step one day at a, one step at a time. That's how that intuitive guidance goes. So my recommendation to you is to continue that discovery of where you're going next. And when you get to a situation where it's like um, A or B, hmm, this feels great, this doesn't. Then I'm going, okay, which frame understands, can I sense the frame that understands why and the frame that knows what to do? So you're basically just putting your, your focus on the version of you that will have the answer. Mm-hmm. I have also found being non-specific works a lot better in the unknown. You could say, can I sense the version of me that has five doctors that are clones of me and they're amazing and we got five, like you can be that specific. You could also say I see the version of me that has a bigger impact that's impacting more lives is having stress at the level that I like and I've been challenged a little bit and I'm having fun. 
and and notice how nonspecific it was. So that nonspecific allows life to fill in the gap because it could be you get inspired, you write another book, and then that one's better than the next one, right? You, it could also be you get on a TV show. It could be you get in a movie. You, could, you know, who knows? We don't know. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. And when we hold frames on specific targets, like five doctors at 100 ahead, we literally shut down possibility. So yeah. my recommendation to you is like start with with the global macro frame that says, I'm going to figure this out 100%. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to expand my impact. I'm going to expand my my wealth. I'm going to expand my my simplicity and ease to the world because – I'm not going to stop until I do those things. And when you say it with a decision at the end, it allows you to create certainty in that non-specific frame. I love it, man. Awesome. Cool. How are you feeling now? I feel fired up, dude. I'm ready <laughs> to get after it. We're, we're going to figure this one out. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's already figured out. Just time hasn't caught up yet. Yes, yes. And the yeah. more, the 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 less rush you're in, the faster it'll come up. That's perfect. Because when we get, we get like, so because rushing slows down the process because you're trying to skip steps. When you savor the process, it goes faster. So mm. you could put yourself, oh my God, this is fun. I'm going to savor this. This is going to be exciting. What I, What direction is next? Because that's living life. That's really the way to go. Yeah. Embracing, embracing that uncertainty. Definitely. That's yeah. The, because if you can create that certainty in the unknown, that's where magic lives. Awesome. Ryan, you good? I'm great. Awesome. It was great to connect to you today. So thanks for joining. Thanks, Jason. And for everybody else, thanks for watching. I'm Jason Drees with the Do the Impossible podcast. To get your own experience of coaching, you can go to freeintrosession.com and my team will walk you through an introductory coaching session and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock central. I'll see you there.